Greetings, heroes, and thank you for answering the Summoner's Call. Presented by the Gamers Inn, this is a podcast for all fans of Fire Emblem Heroes and the Fire Emblem franchise. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me today, as always, is my co-host, Eddie. How's it going, Eddie? Not too bad. It's good? It's yeah. been a, it's, has it been a busy week for you? A lot, of, a lot of Fire Emblem? It's been a busy week, but not much Fire Emblem because of it. Oh, well, I think that... You and I have some fun in store for tonight because I think we are going to be, I shouldn't say I think, I know, we're going to be going into full-on spoilers for the part one of Fire Emblem Three Houses. We will make sure it is known. We will even do the outro to the show in case people who are only interested in heroes want to jump out at that point. But I feel like it'll be a very, it won't just be like, here are the points that we're going to spoil. It'll be more of a discussion. So I think even if you haven't, quite finished part one i don't think there's a uh, i don't know it's it's best to avoid it if you're trying to avoid spoilers i yeah, don't know why i'm trying to sugarcoat if you're trying it. to avoid spoilers it's probably best to hop out at that point mm-hmm. and um because it's been so so busy in heroes uh yeah most of the episodes probably gonna be the spoiler so but we are gonna go over uh what happened in heroes this week which wasn't much and you know there's so. some there's some banners though. So I mean we've got Oh yeah, quite you, a few banners. Quite a few banners and we'll talk about our progress, but the banners currently going on, you have your weekly revival banner with Mia, Dorcas and Loot. That's for this week Tempest Trials plus on until the 27th of August. New heroes changing winds till the 28th of August. Heroes with solo skills banner until the 1st of September and this is where we get into September here. Sketchy Summer, uh, 3rd of September, Norian Summer, 3rd as well, Brave Echoes, 6th of September, Festival in Hoshido, 9th of September, and the Voting Gauntlet, Brave Rivalries, until the 4th of September. Eddie, how'd you do this week? Any additional pulls in the Brave Banner? I know that's probably where you're focusing. Uh, pulled a little bit more and ended up getting pity broken by a busty healing unit. Mm. Unfortunately, it was Loki, not Camilla. So not the right one. So, yep. And at this point, since, you know, these characters are going to be permanent and none of them really, really catch my interest, probably not going to spend any more orbs on it, but I did go ahead and grab Micaiah from the uh, guaranteed free summon. Not bad. See, I haven't used my free summon yet, but I've, I've, I've had a little bit more luck. Although I feel like I'm basically pouring all my orbs into this Brave Echoes banner in that I've gotten Elliewood and Camilla uh, so far, and I have not used my free summon. So I think at this point, I'll be looking at either Alm or Micaiah, and, and I'm leaning more towards Micaiah between Alm and Micaiah. I think that uh, I like I like me Bird Lady. Just both, both have their unique skills and are both seem pretty decent. I went Micaiah over Alm because I have a lot of sword units. Yeah, uh, but I, that's a good point. Yeah, I, I decided to hold off on continuing to summon because these characters are going to be in the normal pool. And since I've actually started being able, uh, partially because of short on funds, but I've started being able to not uh, blow a ton of money and get everyone in the banners, um, I was figuring, you know, since I'm probably still going to be trying to pull heavily on seasonal banners, at least have some pity breaks that are actually, you know, new units for me in there. Yeah. Yeah, and I know that's something I've talked about with the legendary banners as well, and that I honestly, at this point, don't mind missing out on 
um, special and, and other heroes because they eventually show up. I think the brave, I know the brave heroes are like new heroes, but I feel like they're kind of, they're kind of like a tier between in that they're treated a little more, I don't know, with reverence, I guess. They sort of are, but there's no real reason to do it because, you know, they just fall in the regular pool and they're never, I mean, they're usually a bit more powerful than uh, normal units, but never so much more powerful that they're broken type thing. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I think by the time we, definitely by the time we record next, I'll have chosen my free unit. And I think I am leaning to Makaya because I, I agree with you. I think having another sword unit is just, it's like, okay, I'm replacing the red sword unit I got last week. Okay, great. How long is Om going to yeah. survive, right? So Yeah, and so. Anyways. Also, another thing, another thing that probably helped me, uh, decide not to pull too much on this banner is you know my confirmation last year that they don't actually put the brave heroes on the brave banners that's true you would have been very disappointed to find that uh nobody but micaiah is on those banners so you gotta be careful um did you uh, i think of note this week really just rucker sieges has uh, returned again rucker sieges has returned they've upped the uh max number of point uh max score Mm-hmm. From two hundred thousand to three hundred thousand per battle, uh, and added some dragon flowers in yeah. for that last hundred thousand. Uh, beyond that, it's same as last time. Yeah, I'm finding I can max it out in one sitting, which is rare. Like I can just like one one and a half sittings. Like I sit there and I start it. I I get I grind out all of the 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 hammer or axe uh, stamina refills. And I'm able to pretty much max out uh, my Rucker Siege for those two days in one uh, Yeah, and week. I do like the additional um, 100,000 points worth getting. Because mm-hmm. uh, last month I was able to max it out and had like 8 to 12 axes left over. Uh, this one I had one axe left over after the first round. So I was able to max it out with a bit to spare, but not as much to spare. So if... I have a round where the rookers are causing me more issues than they were previously. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I have an extra axe to use. Yeah, I just I I was kind of pleased that I was able to max it out, but I mean, it's it's still an interesting mode. I think it's it's more interesting than, than the other ones. I've I've maxed out uh, Lost Lore as well. That was pretty simple to do. Uh, uh, yeah, I maxed out Lost Lore. I like the little um, video they play. Yeah. Uh, with all the old classic uh, screenshots. Yeah, I like that. As they tell you the whole story once it's done. Mm-hmm. Um, the ability to can... see what the game looked like before, especially for those who have never played it or haven't known the franchise before even the 3DS, I think it's good. that's going to be a very valuable mode that I look forward to. Um, I just I, I wish there was a bit more to the... Uh, we talked about it last week, but yeah, I, I, I do appreciate the story stuff. Yeah, I've kept sending um, some characters out into them. Uh, not because I actually need the rewards, because it's badges and crystals, most of which I have more than enough of. Mm-hmm. Um, but to work on the summary support or the unit supports that I set up mm-hmm. between the three main groups I was sending out. So just been working on up- upping those. Yeah. But I mean, I, I think I'm at a point where the events run for another eight days and I've maxed out the rewards for it. So. Oh yeah, same here. I've 
well since maxed out the rewards, which is why I'm only reason I'm still sending them is I set up three pairs of ally support. So once I get all three of them to S rank, I'll probably stop sending people out. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Man, I ally support and summoner support. I did it once and I haven't looked back. I, I feel like maybe I should revisit that. I guess. I, I haven't done it much, but since one of the things they kind of mentioned was that, you know, they get ally support for going out together, I figured, well, I can set up some pairings. Like, you know, I have two Marth Sita pairings, and I have a, um, uh, what is it, Esten Abel or Esten Kane, uh, whatever her, I believe her technical canon pairing in the game was. <laughs> uh, set up those three pairings and sent them out together and, you know, yeah, no, that's not a bad idea. Uh, especially if it's just a couple clicks and they're gone, right? So it's not like it's yep. a, a... Exactly, and... Sorry? No, I was just going to say, you probably spent more time picking your characters than you did send them out, right? Probably. Mm-hmm. And the fact that sending them out doesn't make them unusable is nice. True. It doesn't actually take up their their well-used time. So that it's an interesting new mode, and uh, I think... We'll definitely revisit it when it when it returns. Uh, we don't know if it's monthly or every other month, but uh, I, I'm looking forward to it if it is monthly. I think that'd be really cool to get get a new game to, to look at or a new chapter in the same game. They'll probably rotate through the games, different you know games, so you can. But eventually, they'll get back to the same games again, and we'll get more stories from there. So that'll be nice. Cool. So what do we uh, let's talk about what's going on in the game for the next two weeks? Because I'm on vacation uh, next week, so we are going to be yes. on hiatus next week, but we will return mid September ish, early September. Yep. Uh, starting by September eighth, when we next come back, we will have the Allegiance battles and quests that start uh, on the twenty sixth. So tomorrow, uh, legendary hero summoning event and battle starting on the twenty eighth. Uh, we'll go over that hero's skills and details. If you want to know who the hero is, check back a couple weeks, and we spoiled when the leak came out. Um, we have the voting gauntlet Brave Rivalries starting on the 29th. We have the Bound Hero Battle and Summoning Focus for George and Gorgon. Although I'm guessing that's supposed to be Gordon, but, you know, uh, starting on the 31st. Uh, summoning focus for heroes with desperation starting on September first. Armed armored strike quest starting on September fourth. The special heroes summoning event and login bonus starting on September sixth. And the special orb promo September edition starting on the sixth as well. Cool. Yeah, it's going to be a busy couple weeks as we get more new heroes and and that legendary hero that that it was leaked we'll see if that is still holds accurate but uh as for our topic slash news before we get into our spoiler ific three houses talk um we got a weird new video series out of nowhere like eddie do you want to run this thing down because you watched all three right uh yeah it's like three little videos of the four brave heroes sitting around a campfire like you see in the forging bonds event uh they have like the first one them showing uh them sitting around a campfire you know one of one of them you have the four heroes in your summoner sitting around a campfire uh, and they're discussing what it's like you know ruling and Mm -hmm. uh, they eventually get around to how you know alphonse will be as a ruler and 
Sharina's attitude and reaction towards people and her as a ruler or helping Alphonse rule. Which, I'll admit, the they were cute little videos. It was nice little tidbits about their stories and their pasts. Um, so if you don't know their games, you get some info there. The biggest surprise for me was apparently we've been pronouncing Sharina's name wrong. Yeah, so it's not Sharina, it's Sharina? Sharon? That's how they pronounce it in there. It could be just, you know, that character's way of pronouncing it, but it Maybe. kind of feels like it is intended to be a canon pronunciation. I, I feel like if they're going to do an official video, they're going to make all the characters say it properly. I think my favorite part, I watched I watched part one because you had posted it in our Discord, uh, bit.ly slash TGI Discord, Fire Emblem channel, and it was like out of nowhere. My favorite thing is that they did not, this is going to sound weird, but they did not like no half measures with this thing. They got the voice actors in to record these new lines to tell a story. And it's essentially, it's essentially the forging bonds conversation, but I think kind of the forging bond group conversations, but sort of drawn out with voice acting. I feel like that's kind of the best way to, to, to look at these. And yeah, I guess it makes sense. That seems like how they might do the forging bonds for this group. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. I liked it. It didn't seem like it was low effort, but it didn't seem like it was maximum effort. There was no screamo music, so I, I mean, it doesn't have that going for it as well. But it was in, it was an interesting experiment of them. And if, if you had the voice actors in, you might as well be like, hey, if you record this extra page, we'll we'll bump up your pay or, or something. You know, like it, it's, well, it's, it's, it's totally not optional. Sure it's not like that. It's just you know we have you know hired you for voicing this character and we have this set of voices we want to do whether it's a you know get, they get paid by the hour i don't they got their pay bumped up they just got a couple more hours yeah oh no yeah for sure they probably get paid per the hour i don't know I, for sure i would imagine so it's based on how much they probably have to record but uh yeah i mean if you want to check out these uh, royalty convenes videos we'll have a link in the show notes you can check them out and certainly let us know what you think uh, now, Eddie, before we move into Three Houses, you've got a little note here for Speculation Corner. we got some special heroes coming our way. Yes, uh, since we're going to be gone two weeks, the special heroes for early September will be out before we return. Um, most likely, it'll be Performing Arts style or Hoshinian Summer style uh, banner. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have any guesses on who or what game or anything like that uh well if it's performing arts i i feel like you know it's a tough one like they did fates they did awakening right or did they just do fates because it was um, azura and performing arts was, was uh, i think there's a bunch of Hushida, wasn't it uh that was the hoshidan festival that was uh xander ryoma Right. Olympia, I think. Because they did Olivia and... Yes, I think the first one was um, Azura, uh, Olivia, Inigo, and uh, Shigure. Mm. Before we got the main Shigure. So we do have a character other than Sigurd who got a normal version after a special version. Yeah. Do you feel like maybe it's... last week. Yeah, do you feel it's too soon for Three Houses uh, Special Heroes? Uh, that, I was thinking that we might get Three Houses. I mean, um, we can discuss why it's entirely 
possible for any character from Three Houses, but I could see us getting uh, at least Dorothea, mm-hmm. maybe Manuela. Yeah, some canon part of their dancers. backstory. Yeah, part of well, not necessarily dancers, but still singers. Yeah, you know, oh, part yeah. of their backstory is they were both opera singers. Sorry, canon performers, I should say. Yeah. I, I made it a canon right. dancer. We'll talk about that in a bit. So That's a good point. But entirely uh, possible, considering the game, yeah, uh, three houses that they could be all three houses. But I don't think they want to do full three houses for a third banner yet. Could be wrong though. So do you think that they pull from three houses? How do you pair that? Do you pair it with you know echoes, or do you pair it with uh, more fates characters? Like what would pair well with a brand new experience like? like three houses do you think maybe they they throw in like dancer performing arts uh original content uh heroes like fake heroes uh, they could do original content um like last year they did fates which i mean if you can take into account that echoes is a remake of a classic game fates is was the newest you know game out and then they uh did what was Alencia from? Is she Path of Radiance or? Oh, I don't know. I forget where she was from, but you know, Alencia was an older game, so Alencia. maybe some older games in there. Uh, oh get yeah. Some more, you know, Jug Draw Heroes or Yug Draw Heroes. Or... Maybe. I I mean I I think it's I would be surprised if we didn't get a Three Houses character in there because I think like. They they've yeah, proven her. Yeah, just get one three houses, and I think Dorothea is the most likely. I think so too. Like Dorothea, like Manuela makes sense, but Dorothea being probably the more popular character, you could see them throwing her out there pretty quickly. And I think our speculation from like the last New Heroes banner, where we're like, oh, they're gonna do three houses right away again, and sure enough, they did. So okay. I think we have to throw away that kind of like reservation in, in the sense that oh maybe they won't do it i think they will like there's there's a couple surefire hits for this performing arts banner and i think you might as well throw uh three houses up there and i think you're right dorothy is a strong guess for sure i mean i figure you know three houses will start being just part of the normal cycle uh, i don't think the late september will be a three houses banner but i wouldn't be surprised if we get a three houses banner in october yeah uh, to go with the phase two of the DLC that's supposed to be coming out that month. Although, yeah. depending on when phase two comes out, maybe um, wait till November for that one. Not sure. I mean, if we don't get a Halloween Hubert, we're doing this wrong. Just wait, saying. I thought Hubert was already in his Halloween costume. I mean, they just re release him. Maybe they do like a voting gauntlet and like they just have <laughs> Hubert. Just normal Hubert, but it's like Halloween heroes, and it's just Hubert along all the other Halloween heroes. I think that'd be pretty funny. Uh, he is, he is, yeah. We'll talk about that, but he is a scary human being in this game. And thinking of it, well, Dorothea does kind of make sense for the um, uh, ban- uh, performing arts banner. I think Manuela might actually fit better for a performing arts banner because. Performing art, you know, special heroes are usually special outfits, mm-hmm. and Manuela, since she doesn't have multiple outfits in the game, giving her a new special outfit kind of makes sense when they already have two outfits set up for Dorothea when they release her. True. 
And I wonder what they'll do is they like because there is, yeah, I mean that would be a bit spoiler to discuss. But yeah, I, I think that there are some strong candidates from three houses to to be in the performing arts banner. And when when will the reveal be for that? Like that's a that's an early September uh, banner. Let's see, the banner is supposed to start on the sixth, so yep. around the fourth at okay. uh, eleven p.m. Happy That's Labor Day, everybody. Usually when it does it, they might do it earlier or later, depending on various factors, but cool. sometime around there is when they usually do that. Sounds good. Well, I'm going to cap her there, and we're going to do the outro, and then we will return for some spoilers in the Outrealm Gate for Three Houses Part 1. So if you want to listen to that, don't go anywhere. But if you want to end up, uh, you know, jump out here because you, you're avoiding spoilers, you can visit us on the web at gamersinpodcast.com slash Email the show, Faye at GamersInPodcast.com. You can check out the Fire Emblem channel and the Gamers In Discord at bit.ly slash TGI Discord. Always the best way to strike up a conversation with Eddie and I about Fire Emblem. You can also follow us on Twitter. You can find myself at Eddie at Drelfear. And don't forget to follow at the Gamers In for show updates. That's going to do it for the Fire Emblem Heroes portion of Summoner's Call. Have a great week. If you're not going to continue listening, (laughs) happy summoning. And uh, that was awkward. Let's talk about Three Houses. (laughs) I didn't know how to... It was was such a shocker that Dimitri was a Death Knight and you kill him before Part 1, no matter what playthrough you're doing at the end of Part 1. What? Oh, no, I'm messing (laughs) around. That's not a real spoiler. I was just going to say, well, yeah, we are going to do spoilers. I think most folks would have jumped out while they realized I was butchering the outro. But uh, we have entered the Outer Realm Gate. It's got a big, giant, red neon sign above it saying spoilers for part one of Fire Emblem Three Houses. Before we jump too far in, I want to go a little spoiler on the Special Heroes banner. uh, Because uh, what we were dancing around earlier is the fact that Uh if you've played through, you find that any character at all can be a dancer. Yes, and so. there is some... I mean, most people playing through on their first playthrough or even maybe their second are going to choose characters they actually want to be the dancer. But there are yes. some great videos out there where people have made uh, Dimitri, speaking of your joke, Dimitri a dancer, and he is not happy about it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like to the point where he's like, really, don't choose me? Oh my god, no. You, I, It's worth nice. watching. I know it's a bit of a spoiler yeah. to, to do that, but yeah, it's worth watching. Yeah, that is a lot of fun that you can just pick anyone. Uh, they do limit it to one dancer per playthrough. Because mm-hmm. uh, I'm on my new game plus, and I managed to re-recruit Annette, who was my dancer in the first playthrough. Mm-hmm. Uh, which wasn't the best choice, but she worked okay. Um, but uh, she has the ability to... You know, it's listed in her unique classes, but you cannot uh, master it with renown points unless you certify her again oh okay so you can't have multiple dancers you can't master dancer unless you recertify that character yeah and for those who are wondering so in past fire emblem games there was always just a dancer most characters that came into your roster were a class and you could reclass them based on uh, items you had and stuff but in three houses in a school setting there's like a dance competition and it's a celebration of some kind i don't know if you remember what it was a yeah. specific celebration of eddie but some it, day yeah i forget exactly it was during month eight or nine or at least chapter eight or nine i think maybe chapter 
Yeah, I think chapter eight, maybe nine. Yeah, it's later in part one, and basically they say like you got to pick somebody to be a dancer, and they say, hey, a a good dancer has a high charisma score, so you yeah. you can go based on that, or you can go based on your feelings of the character. You put them up for the competition. You do a little practice that increases their charisma a bit. It's just basically a glorified cutscene. And, Technically, yeah. in the, in this game, it is charm, not charisma, but still. Oh, you know what? Yeah, you're right. It is charm. Yeah. And I said that I, I don't know where where did I have charisma? Was it charisma in other Fire Emblem games? Yeah, it used to be charisma, or usually is charisma. I think um, resistance is resilience in this one, but same thing. Charm and charisma are kind of the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess they named it charm because that's the stat that affects your gambit strength. Right. So it made more sense for that. Uh, yeah, you have to have a charm of at least 13, and you can train with them and give them a permanent 5 to their charm, which it's like, why wouldn't you? Yeah, it's optional, I mean, but like... Even even if they were already going to win, why not give them an extra boost to their gambits? <laughs> Maybe you know? just trying to make it interesting. Because if you, if you choose a character that is clearly set up to win, like Dorothea, like you don't need the training, but the training helps their mm-hmm. skill, right? Like their ability yeah. to do their class. So, why, yeah, you're right. As far why as would I understand, you? it gives them a permanent five to charm no matter what. So yeah. it's like this boosts your gambit power and theoretically might boost other factors. Why not? <laughs> exactly. And I mean, now that we're talking about it, do you feel it's worthwhile for people to kind of guesstimate in a new game plus who they want to be the dancer and then like invite them to tea constantly so they're constantly upping their charm or what do you think on that front Uh, that's a possibility but you know might be overkill i found that yeah i found that i had no issues i think most if not all of my units probably were able to uh had the charm to do it i didn't actually look through but you know i picked a net and yeah you need a charm of this much you know, like you talk to Manuela after picking the unit, and she says, "Well, last year's winner had a charm of 13. Yeah, and it's like, and Annette was already above that. Yeah, it basically like, tells you the goal you need to hit. It's plus pretty... five is almost guaranteed to make most everyone get it. Yeah, and that's nice when you think about it because I think it basically allows you to have a dancer, and you'd have to like be tripping over your own feet to screw it up, which yeah, you know, it's it nice because you only get one shot at it." Yeah, really, the whole point is, you know, we want you to have this class, but we want to limit how you obtain it. Mm-hmm. So we're not putting the rating for how high you have to have it to too high, but, you know, yeah, if you actually don't pay attention to that, pick the wrong character for it, and their skill isn't high enough, then you lost out. Right. You know? Well, um... I don't. I don't want uh, our entire spoiler conversation to be about choosing a dancer, but I think it was good follow up in terms of the special heroes. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to. No, it's good. I think. I think it's from that. It's good for people to understand what we were sort of alluding to. But um, yeah, so it's possible for the special heroes banner to maybe be all three houses. I don't think they'll do that, but it could be. It would be funny if they did. Yep. <laughs> I think. I think oh, people yeah. would understand them wanting to dip their toes in that front, but um, yeah. So I I played as so part one. I'm my most of my experiences are going to be based on playing through as the Black Eagles. Uh, I did mention I was going to be doing New Game Plus with the Golden Deer, but haven't had a chance to really get far enough to to discuss it uh, in this spoiler chat. But you you played through Blue Lines. We know that much. But did you get much yep. farther in your New Game Plus? 
Uh, I'm in Chapter 7 in my new game plus as Black Eagles, and I've noticed some differences. Okay, cool. Already. So, like, in Blue Lions, I could... And maybe it's because of my uh, gender, but I could recruit Hilda as a Blue Lion. I was a male, and I was able to recruit Hilda. Yeah, there is... Uh, when I was looking at sort of recruiting, because I was trying to figure out how Part 2 would work... Uh, people did say yes. If you're a female Byleth, you'll always rec- you'll be always be able to instantly recruit Sylvain. And then if you're uh, a male yes. Byleth, there was another character, I, and I must have, I guess it was Hilda. If there was a instant recruit that wasn't a re- that I, I missed them somehow. When you played, Hilda wasn't an instant. Hilda was not an instant recruit. I had to work to recruit her, but I was able to recruit her as a male Byleth. Huh? Because um, I can't I even I... because I'm playing as Black Eagles. Or if it's because I'm playing as female Violet, she won't even look at me. You know, I talk to her, she does her speech, and then yeah. I don't he- even have the option to give her the lost items of hers that I have. Yeah, I don't have the option either as female Byleth to, to recruit her. Um, in Golden Deer? Yeah, no, in Black Eagles. No, she would be in yours. She's in Golden Deer, yeah. So she's automatically in Golden Deer. See, that's the thing. I don't know if it's because I'm female Violet or because I'm Black Eagles could be a little it, it could have been both off that hilda can't be recruited as black eagles okay i don't know if that's accurate or if it's you know gender specific i'm, I'm not exactly sure yeah dug into that yet yeah i think there's but, a lot of like you know rhymes and reasons here where with recruiting characters they've definitely set it up in a way to encourage multiple playthroughs and not just yeah. in the instance for you to have to like sync 300 hours into this is that there are different story paths here like these are very different and but i am guessing that part one is fairly similar across the board maybe not wildly it's different like part two but like fairly different similar similar but i have noticed other characters that i can't recruit as black eagles right and if we want to spoil the big twist i can explain why but is there that well? Is that characters? Is that kind of like I, I guess if that's what we want to jump to, like the ending? But I think part one. I mean, we've talked about the generics, the way part one is set up with the schooling and stuff, and how that works. And I think we've talked yeah. enough about that. But part one is sort of your experience as you're slowly unveiling the school year and trying to figure out why, like students are going missing, so, who the flame, yeah. flame emperor is, all that fun stuff. Yeah, during part one, early on, you, um, you know, uh, after the first month, when you do the mock battle, you get a cutscene, and you have this mysterious character who you eventually find out to be the Flame Emperor, who is the one who sent those bandits after you. Mm-hmm. And the Flame Emperor keeps popping up throughout the um, entire half of the game, Uh and in chapter 11, you find out who that is. Yeah. Uh, you also have another mysterious character who pops up, um, the Death Knight. Uh, you It hints at who it is. Uh, it claims, and it does seem to be uh, the you know, instructor Yuritsa, is it? But yeah. furthermore about his is hinted at until second half at least for me it was yeah the the so. death knight um they assume it's yuritsa because he disappears around the same time and other people who have disappeared are popping up as these evil characters so tomas one of the librarians yes, you mean, 
Tomas, he was Solon, who I mentioned, but mm-hmm. wouldn't tell you who he was when we first discussed them. Yeah. Because that would have been spoiler. I remember that. Um, People were were giving me heck for uh, for being so mean. <laughs> but now it doesn't exactly matter. exactly mean. It's like you said you didn't want spoilers, but you kept trying to get me to spoil it. I know. Like... Well, that, I would consider that mean. That would be a bad, be a bad co-host yeah. friend right there. Uh, and, you know, despite his constant saying he didn't want spoilers, he was trying to get me to spoil the whole Monica, Monica um, uh, Kranya yeah spoiler so that's the other thing too like they in fire emblem heroes they introduced kranya and we're like "Ooh, who's that we haven't seen her yet and then you don't see her at all in part one until near the very end after they reintroduce monica as the student who went missing yeah we got kranya in heroes and then you know we have after chapter six in chapter six flame gets kidnapped Mm -hmm. uh and you rescue rescue her at the end, which is your second encounter with the Death Knight. Um, and when you rescue her, you find a girl, Monica, who disappeared from last year's class. Uh, moment we got Monica, and I saw her face in a um, little uh, side panel as she was chatting with um, Edelgard. Uh, although Hilda's sitting there very suspicious of her. Um, you know, I... I took a look at her face and compared it to Kranya and I'm like yeah I'm pretty sure that's Kranya <laughs> so yeah I they think like kind of uh foreshadow that very heavily yeah they do and the fact that she is sort of hanging around with Edelgard because in Black Eagles you also you get that dialogue where like oh Monica's really sticking close to Edelgard and um some of the characters are like well, I wonder what's going on and and Hubert's in I on it too I think you get that dialogue no matter you do what path you take i i would imagine so because it's it's canon in the sense that you know monica eventually is revealed to be uh Kronia, Kronia. and uh well we might as well just i think if this is part one it's revealed that the the what are they called there's a specific group of people um i know they allude to them as the people who shadow in the dark or something like that but those who slither in the dark yeah but they Although have a specific I country don't... name I, if that might be something from part two of Black Eagles, okay, or maybe even later one in part one of Black Eagles, okay. but you know they they are not really explained or just ex, you know revealed much even in part two in Blue Line. They okay, you're probably right. It's probably part two stuff because we do the reason we get a bit more, and this is part one, is that they are working with. Uh, well, we find out who the Flame Emperor... Is it Flame Emperor? We find yes. out who the Flame Emperor yes, is. Yes, the Flame Emperor has been working with those who slither in the dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as when you find out that it is actually Edelgard, she swears that she did not... You know, she is just working with them, doesn't agree with them necessarily. Yeah, and, you, and they do allude a bit to that because there's an option before you even find out... Oops, sorry. You, before you even find out that... Edelgard is the Flame Emperor. You you actually engage with the Flame Emperor, and she's and the Flame Emperor asks like, "Do you want to join yes. me?" And you, so in chapter eight, I think it is. Yeah, that's when you find out that Tomas is Solon, and um, the Flame Emperor pops up saying that she does not agree with their methods, or he does not agree with their methods, <laughs> and asks you as a professor to join the join him. Um. 
So yeah, and and I think no matter what you ask, because what you answer, it it basically it results in the same outcome. You just continue down the path. The game is very good at telling you when you're going to make a choice that is going to impact the story. So at yeah. that point, it doesn't really matter what you answered, but I refused. Yeah, a lot of the choices are, you know, yes or yes or no or no. <laughs> yeah. um, or they result is, in a no or no or yes or yes, right? Yeah, they result in more or less the same dialogue, maybe some slight differences. Like, yeah, I also said no uh, because I was playing Blue Lions. Um they were trying to, I think, tease that maybe Dimitri is the Flame Emperor. But with uh, his pass, I never bought that. Mm-hmm. Uh, because every time the Flame Emperor actually appears in front of you, Dimitri was not with you. Um, like the in the Chapter 6 with Flame, the Flame Emperor appears at the end and your house leader is not available during that chapter because they were taking Manuela to the... Um, infirmary oh that's clever uh so i think they were trying to tease that it was possibly you know your house leader and if you're black eagles they are they were right that is well yeah and in, uh, in black both. eagles uh both edelgard and hubert disappear in oh. that chapter they're, they're not available in that chapter in the remire chapter uh Oh, Hub- Hubert was definitely available in the chap- underground chapter. Underground chapter. In the chapter six with Flame. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, maybe he was I'm definitely maybe available. I'm he was there talking to you about it. Yeah. Edelgard wasn't. Dimitri wasn't. I'm sure when I get to Golden Deer, Claude won't be. Yeah. Uh, and like the cutscene at the end of the Remire chapter, um, also uh, is where um. Uh, it's you and your father, Gerald, sitting there chatting with the Flame Emperor. And after the Flame Emperor disappears, Dimitri runs up. Yeah, so. yeah. So, and then the same thing with my Adelgard pops up. So, we've mentioned um, Kranya, we've mentioned Gerald a couple times. Like, let's talk about the moment where we get our Fire Emblem prophecy and uh, Gerald is killed. Yes. Even though you yep. have time travel powers and you use them because you're like, oh, perfect, we're going to use them. And they still kill him. Did you find yes. that that was like a like a cheap shot, or do you feel like that was like, oh, that he's just meant to die? So no matter how hard it, you try, it's sort of a cheap shot in that you know it's it's narrative choice, and there's a lot of narrative choice that it wants to let you think you have some control over, but you really don't. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like. Uh, yeah, okay, the first time didn't work, so do it a second time and try it different. Do it, you know, rewind further. Or rewind and warn your father. Don't trust her, you know? Yeah, because it is, is it, yeah, it's it was, Monica that kills him, and she's later revealed yeah, she's, to be Cronia. she's dressed as Monica. Uh, you, uh, there was a, you know, she, like, led a bunch of students and to the... Oh abandoned chapel and turn them into black beasts and um after you defeat all the black beasts she's you know gerald's treating her like a student and she stabs him in the back you rewind time to save him and uh i don't know his name but the leader of those who slither or whatever pops up and stops you yeah it's not stopping her i mean you you take no, out Solon, i think yeah yeah, like Kranya was kind of a 
one and done two. You know, she could save that time, and then uh, the end of the next chapter, you fight her, defeat her, uh, and then you find another half of the battle after Solon sacrifices her to cast a spell against you, and that's how you change your hair. Mm-hmm. Color. Yeah, you merge with... Uh... You merge with Sothis, who, yeah. as kind of was obvious from the beginning, in my mind, is the goddess that they are talking about all the time. Mm-hmm. Although, more explanations of why she vanished, what happened uh, back a thousand years ago, whether or not uh, Rhea is actually Saros. You know, none of that gets explained even in the second half that I noticed. Not so. in... There's got to... There, there has to be a playthrough where it is explained, but I didn't... Uh, I don't not think necessarily. I, well, I, I think there is. I, I was looking into it a little bit, and I was spoiling myself, and I won't spoil it here, but... Um, okay. In Black maybe Eagles... Claude's does. Mm, yeah, I don't know. Um, or maybe the... Against... against um, if you turn against Edelgard, it gets explained. I don't know. Maybe. I know it doesn't get explained with or at least uh, explained well when you when you side with Edelgard because essentially you're cutting okay. off your source of information right um because in this instance you like if you think about it like you know you've got Sothis you've got Saros like it's very church heavy like if you go against the church like you're not getting that information you're mm-hmm. turning your back but um it doesn't get explained in blue eagles either you know? yeah it could be related maybe it's related or blue to blue lions the relationship with the church you know i i in in my playthrough it's very hard to tell where the church lies in the other part twos right okay yeah um ray is captured in blue lions uh everyone else is sitting at the monastery apparently the knights of saros are out hunting for raya but you know it it um Do we want to discuss chapter 12 or leave that for Well, I think we should definitely keep going on part one because when chapter yeah, 12 so. would fall within part one, right? So, so one, one of the differences I did notice about recruiting is I can't recruit Catherine or Cyril in Black Eagles. No. Whereas I could recruit uh, Cyril, I think, as of chapter five mm-hmm. and Catherine as of chapter six, the same chapter I was able to recruit Shamir. And my Blue Lions playthrough. Yeah, because I couldn't recruit them in Black Eagles. And I think so, by that logic, you can't recruit them unless you side with the church uh, on the correct. Black Eagles um, path, right? Yeah, I'm guessing on Black Eagles path, if you side with the church, uh, they'll join when you get back to the church. Yeah. because uh, And I think no matter what, uh, what path you're doing, if you have not recruited them by that point, they join your team. Yeah. Because... Uh, well, I recruited them, Manuela, Hanneman, Alois, everyone from the church, uh, before the time skip. But the scene after the time skip makes it hint that you know, oh, they might jo- they would have joined you if you had not recruited them yet. Yeah, and it, it is crazy. It's kind of funny when you think about it. A lot of the discussions we had is based around recruiting, and there's just so much you can do in this game, and it differs across the board. Mm-hmm depending on the path you choose and who you play as and who you're playing with. Um, but really, like, I think it's that just goes to show how in-depth this game can be played on multiple different paths. Uh, but but what, what I did want to talk about was that, that one mission where you go into the Holy Tomb 
Um, is it the Holy Tomb? Uh, Holy Mausoleum. The Holy Mausoleum, which, maybe. Which time the the, the one the one are we where? About... Hmm? Sorry. No, go ahead. The one where what? You you go ahead. Oh well, the one it's the one where you don't. The Flame Emperor is attacking you. I guess is it that? Is okay, it so that would Emperor? be chapter eleven, where you're in the. I think it is the Holy Tomb. Yeah, so the Holy Tomb, you're there. It's being raided. Um, Edelgard, at least in my playthrough, is playing Black Eagles. Ed- Edelgard pop- pops up. So Edelgard and Hubert are not available, and Edel- Edelgard's team or army, the Empire, are there to destroy these uh, these crests. The- Steal the crests, it seemed like. Not destroy them, but Yeah, steal. they were stealing them. That's true. Um, and that was the first sort of mission where it's like, oh, I'm playing for the evil house. Because my leader essentially has invaded my home. And now I have to... I'm fighting against my my own house, basically. So, in that chapter, did you know it was Edelgard at the start? No. Uh... I'm, my memory is foggy in the sense that I okay. played this weeks ago, but uh, I think that you you do find out it's Edelgard right away because she shows up with the Empire Army. Um, you're not fighting Edelgard, you're fighting the Empire Army, but Edelgard's very much present and she is okay, so pissed. In mine, in the Holy Tomb, mm-hmm. the Flame Emperor shows up. Yeah. And sends a bunch of people to steal the crest. But you don't find out who the Flame Emperor is until the end of the chapter. Uh, you're hinted at it by other uh, things that you discuss with Dimitri. But you don't actually find out. And then the next chapter is when Edelgard, in chapter 12, is when Edelgard shows up with the um, Imperial Army to take care try and destroy the, monas- yeah, destroy the monastery, defeat Rhea. Mm-hmm. So that's so, where I think it differs in the sense with Black Eagles. Like, you know right away it's the Empire and they're fighting you and, and Edelgard is her. It's really interesting because that whole chapter is like you're trying to fight off the Empire and you've been on the side of the Empire basically the whole game. And once you wipe that map and you get everybody killed, the guy's like, I was just following orders. Blah, and he dies and he was like really upset that he died. And I'm like, dude, you came in here to my house and you're trying to take these crests. Like, what did you think was going to happen? And then that's where you get the choice uh, where you get to protect or if you did a specific thing. So you either you can either you either kill Edelgard at the request of Rhea or you have the option to protect Edelgard. And the only way you have the option to protect Edelgard uh, is if you have a support level of, I think, C or above or B or above and you talk to her in your free time and she will say hey I've got a special mission I gotta do and you gotta come with me let's leave now we'll be back before we have to go to the holy tomb it'll only take a couple of days it essentially ends free time but you go with yeah. her and she is crowned emperor basically yeah part of me wonders is if you don't watch that scene mm-hmm. maybe you won't know that it's Edelgard you're attacking maybe it, um it's like yeah. it's hard to tell without having done it but you're right like maybe i maybe i know it's edelgard and it's revealed to be edelgard because the empire infantry show up and and again i apologize folks i might be misremembering that this was weeks ago but um i do yeah, I mean, remember in the chapter ending. 11 i remember it being like flame emperor mm-hmm. army or whatever yeah you know, just like it was in chapter 
six with flame. Well, for me, the reason I I think it in that instance where they're taking the crest, it was very much the 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 empire because it was the only time I was fighting the empire in my playthrough. Because when I got the option to kill or protect Edelgard, I will be honest, because I have limited playtime, I looked it up. And and I looked up a spoiler-free guide that said, like, hey, I have the option to protect or kill. Which one do I go with? And people were recommending that the protect one is the more interesting path. Uh, mm-hmm. Having done it, I don't know. I wouldn't say it's more interesting. I would definitely say it's the more uh, pressing path in that it's kind of difficult for me to go through an entire path where you're essentially trying to be the good guys but everybody sees you as the bad guys and they're making some pretty valid points um but yeah it ends with so i protected edelgard and then that's when Rhea like goes off the chain and she's like super duper pissed and she turns into this giant like dragon thing and i'm like oh okay i guess i made the right choice she's evil she's a giant dragon because that's that's fire on them, right? But not, not now I'm not so sure. Not all dragons are evil. No, exactly. Yeah. And and but but you push her in in my playthrough. Like you push her in this instance, and she shows some true colors that are kind of a little disturbing. And that's why I want to play the other playthroughs because I want to know like is she always just this maniacal being, or does she have some good in her? I, I Like, is she a two-faced, or is she just And that's why I'm angry. wanting to play through the other playthroughs to see other sides of her, but she did seem very hardcore if you're against you know, the goddess or the church of Saros or her and uh, you know, you must die. I mean, just the fact that she tells you you have to kill Edelgard suggest she's and she's shown it earlier early on that she's pretty hardcore on stuff like that like pointing a sword like uh the lonato chapter three uh you know you have ash on your team and you now have to go kill ash's adoptive father mm-hmm. you know and she's like you know or just her response after you get back from that no matter what path you're playing you know this should be serve as a lesson you point a sword at the goddess it's you know, you're going to die for it. Yeah. And she certainly does show her colors when in that instance where she's pretty upset. And when you do turn against her, she basically like says F y'all and like walks away as a giant dragon and she's not happy. Um, But then that leads into chapter 12, where instead of defending Garrick Mock, you're invading and trying to take Garrick Mock. And, That was an interesting, and that's kind of where it all started. Where you're, you're essentially going up against characters that you've been interacting with the whole part one, and it's very jarring, um, but it yep. makes sense, right? Yeah, it makes sense. Um, this is where I think uh, you get your first changes, which is where I sort of consider chapter twelve to be the first part of um, part two, even if it is labeled as part one in the stories, if mm-hmm. it's still labeled as white clouds. Uh, you know, to war being the chapter, and I think this is where you get a different cutscene. Uh, the same cutscene if you're playing uh, Blue Lions, Golden Deer, or against Edelgard Black Eagles, I'm guessing, because you see um, both Dimitri and Claude fighting in this cutscene, but I'm guessing it's a completely different ending cutscene if you're playing as, uh, you know, as, your, as Black 
Black Eagles going with Edelgard. Yeah, the the cutscene again, from what I can remember, and you know what I should have done at, at the very least was go through and watch watch the cutscenes again. But um, you you do end up taking Garrick Mock and the church retreats, and it's basically uh, Rhea calling a retreat for everyone to okay. to get the the Does out of dodge. Does Rhea get captured in the Black Eagles? No. So again, like we are rubbing up against that part 2 time frame, but I guess I have no problem saying that she basically like it makes sense like Rhea um leaves uh with the blue lions essentially. Okay. And you find that out as soon as part 2 starts, like they kind of give you the update, but the end of part 1 is essentially uh parts of Garrick Mock collapsing on top of you. Um, okay. And I think that's similar across the board, right? Well, in Blue Lions, and I'm guessing every other playthrough with you're not when you're not with the Black Eagles, um, Rhea turns into a dragon, starts wiping out large swaths of the Empire army. Uh, then, you know, you go to save her uh, from an attack she doesn't see. Edelgard? Sa- uh, or save uh, Rhea? Rhea. Okay. Yep. After that, um, the creepy dude who saved uh, Kranya appears and shoots a giant blast that knocks you and Rhea, or you, off of a cliff. Hmm. And you wake up five years later having, I don't know, slept underwater for five years or something? Yeah, like you have this, you know, uncanny ability to hibernate and that makes you kind of immune to to a certain extent. I mean, you are not, you have specific powers with the Crest of Flames and stuff and that's discovered in part one. But I I think the ending to part one and leading into part two, you're right. Well, essentially chapter 12 of part one and then all of chapter two or yeah, part two two. are essentially where this game takes a very branching path and when I was playing through the game, and this is going to be more generic, but when I was playing through it, I felt like, man, there's no way these paths are just kind of like slight deviations. Part two, there's oh, like yeah. four different part twos. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. The, I don't know what the path's going to be like for the Black Eagles against Edelgard, but Blue Lions, it's one thing. I fully believe Claude is going to be completely different. Yeah. Because, I mean, you're helping out in a um, completely different part of the country, you know? Yeah, and a, and a completely different part, like, you know, geographically and politically as well, in that they are they are an alliance of kingdoms and they operate through a semi-democracy kind of thing. Like, it's, it's interesting. And that's why I chose Golden Deer as my second playthrough, not just because of the way they were portrayed in the Black Eagles playthrough, but all uh, Black Eagles Edelgard playthrough, but also just Claude being you know a delightful character, and I just didn't get enough of him. Um, and honestly, yeah. you know, my Edelgard playthrough was the reason I didn't want to go Blue Lines right away because I felt like oh I got I got a lot of Dimitri in that one, and it was it was interesting. Okay. Okay. But yeah, I don't know. I mean. You know, obviously you're going to have a lot of Edelgard in no matter which one you pick. Yeah, like she essentially... She's your main enemy. Exactly. Well, unless you're playing as her. And I and I think that's... It's been a lot of fun to kind of experience that. And really it feels like they're, they're telling two or three or four different stories. Which is really interesting. Yep. Yeah. Um, 
Well, is uh, is there anything else of part one that you want to discuss? Because we are running out of time, and I'm just curious if you got anything uh, up your sleeves. Um, can't think of much else. Um, okay. Yeah, no- nothing's popping in my head. I'm sure something else will pop up at some point. But... Yeah, I mean, we'll. I mean, it's no surprise. We'll probably continue to talk about three houses, but we will definitely mark our spoiler versions. I think we're doing. We're gonna have to wait for part two because I think it's gonna take some time for that to sink in. But uh, there will certainly be a lull next month in September where we'll be able to talk about some fun stuff. But hopefully, you all enjoyed this spoiler-filled conversation of part one for Three Houses. It was a bit all over the place, but I think we talked about okay. some really strong moments and uh, and some strong character beats. Uh, actually, before we go, I did want to state there's there's a paralogue. Where you find out about Flane and Sedith. Uh, did you play that one? Yes. In part one, there's a Flane and Sedith paralogue uh, where you find out that Flane is actually Sedith's daughter, not his sister. Yeah. It made it, like, again, like the whole brother little sister relationship, it made sense. But it makes even more sense and even more heartbreaking when you find out more about their story and the reason they're masquerading as brother and sister as opposed to father and daughter, where their mother is. It's really good. I'm not sure. Is that from the paralogue that you're getting that or where something the, else you're getting that from? What? The mother. Uh, why they're why they're masquerading as brother and sister, not father, son, daughter. Well, I think they were. They explained it a bit in the paralogue, and that they're trying to like she. He felt there was something about her crest that they yes. they like they needed to protect her, and if it was her daughter, I don't know. It was something that because because they were brother and sister, it was easier to hide the true crest that she yeah. had or something. Well, yeah, their their crests are very important to who they are, but that's a spoiler for non-Black Eagles Part 2. Oh, see, I got a little bit of it, and now I don't know. Now I'm kind of curious if it's Part 1 or Part 2. But you do find out they're brother and sister, and maybe maybe, maybe it is... Father and daughter. Oh, sorry, yeah, father and daughter. Anyways, I really like that paralogue. There was a lot of good stuff, uh, but it made my playthrough even more depressing. <laughs> And we won't go into it, but you can probably read into it. Anyways, um, yeah, Eddie, that's going to do it for our spoilers. Like I said, we'll talk more Three Houses in the near future. It's it's a big game, and there's more content coming for it. But there's also more content coming for Fire Emblem Heroes. So tune in in two weeks when we return. I'm taking vacation. Eddie, you should take vacation too. You have it off. You have the whole week off. I approve it. Uh, yeah, no, my com- my job needs me to show up for them to keep paying me, so... Oh, that's true. I'm going to have to keep going to work. All right, well, you go to work. I'm going to take the week off. We're both going to play Fire Emblem Switch. Fire Emblem Switch. Fire Emblem Three Houses and Fire Emblem Heroes. And we will return to Summoner's Call to discuss it. I'm not going to read the intro again, but I am going to say definitely go to our Fire Emblem channel in the Gamers in Discord at bit.ly slash TGI Discord. Let us know about your thoughts for part one of Three Houses. Maybe some interesting beats that we missed and should have discussed, and we'll revisit them in a, in a future episode, but we do want to hear from you. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Hope you stuck around for the spoilers, and we'll see you in two weeks. Bye, everyone. Bye.